Now, a personal savings account would be a part of a Social Security retirement system. It would be a part of what you would have to retire when you reach retirement age. As, you, as I mentioned to you earlier, we're going to redesign the current system. If you've retired, you don't have anything to worry about. Third time I've said that. Jesus wanna make love to you. Jesus wanna lay you down and get a get, get up on you. It's pretty and holy but Jesus. It's hard as you can. Oh, come on, see, come on, Marcus. Come on, see, give it up. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you make me all. In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again to kind of catapult the propaganda. To kind of catapult the propaganda. In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again, 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 over and over and over again. Are you dead? Over and over and over again. How about now? And we're testing and testing and testing. I hope that's okay. It looks it looks okay. I should bump this up. Go ahead, you can uh, test your bad boy. How's the uh, how's the mic sounding now? It better, a lot better. It's hard to tell. I'm just gonna pretend as long as this doesn't go, as long as it doesn't peak. We should be in good shape. Okay, yeah. You don't worry about that. I'll worry about this piece. I'll I'll ride the levels. All right, I'll find the... something to project. Yeah. Well, no, you can. You know, whatever. I mean, if it needs to come, see like this, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bring this bad boy on down. Yeah. And then uh, hope for the best. I'm gonna stop it where it is, and then I'm gonna save this as sound check. Oh, good. And then I can use this and cut and paste it in different ways. Welcome to the Test Market Radio Hour. I'm your host, Ernest Hemmings, and we have a pretty, pretty nice show uh, for you today. And I, I'm, at least I think it's nice. Um, but you know, again, I'm I'm the kind of person who enjoys pistachio pudding. With me, special special guest, very special guest, a good friend of mine, and one of the finest actors I've ever had the opportunity to work with. It's true, absolutely, a hundred percent true. I mean, I've I've worked with uh, quite a few actors. I haven't worked with um, anyone as talented and as hardworking, as dedicated as the man you're about to hear, Alex Olson. Alex Olson, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Whatever. From the bottom of my heart. Really? Here. Really? Seriously? The very bottom. The very no. <laughs> Not even like the middle shelf. All like, over. We just dropped it all the way down there. Uh-uh. And- and, every, got, and went for it. Every inch, every centimeter of all of my hearts. Yeah. From the bottom all the way up to the top. You know, over the brim of the hearts. I'm grateful. Grateful. Whatever. Honestly, I, I, can't, uh, I can't go on enough about this guy. I mean, if you've seen him perform in the past, uh, you, you know, he was in Tony and Tina's for how long? Were you uh, in Tony and Tina's? It was a duration, I think, like 
my gosh, maybe five years, four, yeah. four or five years. Because you were doing that when I met you, right? Or no? Was that after? That was after, yeah, because I officially met you. Here's the, what I love so much. I first knew of you, Ernest, when I saw you in a production of Sam Shepard's God of Hell at CSN. I love that show. Yeah, me too. Oh, it was a good show. It was fantastic. Joe Hammond was in that. He was supposed to be. And yeah, exactly. Bob, because yeah. Bob was in that role. Bob died. Yes. 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 Mid show. Mid show. Yeah. <laughs> not, and, not that that's funny. No. <laughs> but if you can just picture in your mind's eye, you're working on this show, mm-hmm. and you've worked, you know, you've been in a kajillion different plays. Oh yeah, and and in that space too, and especially working with Joe, and yeah. he directed it, yeah. and. Uh, and I, I remember Joe telling me when I did a production of Killer Joe with Joe, funny enough, years later, he was telling me about the story of how they found Bob. And it was just like mind blowing. And then, uh, yeah, Joe stepped in, and uh, it was still like a phenomenal show. And uh, I saw that with my mother, of all of all people. Oh wow! Yeah, and she's into that as well. So you know, she kind of she's the reason I really that helped me get introduced to a lot of you know grittier things over time. And so wow. it was just like. Get your street drugs here. Street drugs. Street drugs. Get your street drugs here. Oh, hey, Grandma. Oh, hello, Elroy. It sure is good to see you. Grandma, what are you doing? Oh, oh, I'm uh, selling drugs on the street. A lot of money in drugs these days. I thought I could cash in. Your what? I'm selling. I'm pushing. I'm I'm hustling out here. Street drugs! Street drugs! Get your street drugs Grandma, here! Grandma, you can't be selling drugs out here. It's dangerous. What are you talking about? What the kids are eating these days. At least my shit was made in a real pharmacy. No, Grandma, I mean it's dangerous for you to be out here like this. You're, you're gonna get hurt. Oh, shush. Street drugs! Street drugs! Get your street drugs here! I tell you, Elroy, these other kids out here... They don't know how to sell. What do you mean? They just sit there on that corner all quiet thinking people are just going to come to them. Ridiculous. In my day, you really had to give it an extra effort if you wanted to make anything at all. My whole family had to survive... One potato a month. Yeah, yeah, Grandma. I heard it already before. Those other kids on that corner, they just don't know how to hustle. Grandma, they're selling fentanyl. They're, They're fentanyl dealers. There's no shame in that. Your grandfather, he had to sell vacuum cleaners for five years, door to door. Yeah, but fentanyl's illegal and it's bad Look, for you. Elroy, I'm busy here. Five people just walked by. That could have been five sales. Street drugs. Street drugs. Get your street drugs here. What drugs are you selling anyway? Why? What drugs are you oh, selling? just some stuff I found rooting around medicine cabinets of friends, you know. Uh, hot pills, muscle relaxers, stool softeners. Stool softeners? Grandma, no one's gonna buy that. Well, no one's gonna. 
buy it if you call it stool softener. You, you just have to call it something else. Oh, hey, hey, I got a cut. Hey, man, I'm looking for some street drugs. What you got? I got some, uh, blue devils. Are they good? They're the shit. Twenty apiece. I'll take five. Have fun. I'm gonna go get fucked up. Street drugs. Street drugs. Get your street drugs. I can't yeah. believe this. Listen, this beats the shit out of working for but the man. But you're phony drugs. They're not phony. Watch your mouth. They work just yeah, fine. Yeah, if you happen to have a heart murmur or you need to take a dump, look, Grandma, you need to stop doing... If your punk ass wants to foot the bill for my nursing home, I'll be more than happy to go back inside. Street drugs. Street drugs. Get your street drugs here. Hey, what's up, lady ass? Chillin', chillin'. Word. What's up with Wonder Bread? Oh, he's cool. He's cool. You say so, lady ass. Hey, look, I'm about to get up out this bitch. You know I can hook up with some crumb? Around the building, the cancer ward. Ask for Janie. She's got the Wizak. For real? Who's your neggy? Alright, I'll catch you later, lady ass. Peace. Peace out. Lady Ice? Grandma. Look, Elroy, you're a nice kid, but if you don't scram, I'm going to shove this walker right up your ass. Street drugs. Street drugs. Get your street drugs here. <laughs> oh, what seems to be going on around here? Uh, no, nothing. Nothing. Well, officer. then you won't mind me taking a look at what you got in the bag now, will you? Street drugs. Ha! You're under arrest. What? What did I do? Well, you have the right to remain silent. But they're Don't insult my intelligence. I've been a cop for 20 years, and I don't think I've seen anything this sinister ever. Plant your dirty drugs on an innocent old woman. Grandma, tell them they aren't mine. Uh, who is that? What's going on? I've heard enough. Your type really makes me sick. Grandma! Normally, I'd wait till we get to the jailhouse to violate your rights as a citizen. But I think we'll just do it right here in the alley. I wouldn't want this nice lady to have to witness something so horrible. Bobby, is that Grandma? You? Come on! Oh, God! Are you okay, ma'am? I'm just so glad there's boys like you to keep me safe on the street. Just doing my job. I need, I need someone, someone from gardening to plumbing, please. Someone from the garden. Um, but yeah, we were talking about John Hughes. John Hughes. John yes. Hughes. Love his movies. He's, but uh, not a single black person in John Hughes movies. Not one. I, I, I really have to really think about it, though. Man. Because I've literally been thinking about this. It's like, anywhere. There's that. <laughs> it's like, what comes to mind is like literally one scene in Uncle Buck. One scene in Uncle Buck <laughs> when um, they pull up to the high school for the first time. You know, he's taking them to school, and then you hear that great brass theme of Uncle Buck. And then you see one black one uh, black student is just like, "Is that a real cop?" <laughs> and that's that's all I can remember. Yeah. Or oh oh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off when the guys who work at the garage. I think right. one of them. Yes, the mechanics. Yes. Mechanics. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we gotta do this again. Exactly. <laughs> Only two people of color are doing something horrifying. Hey, Houston, we've had a problem here. Oh, man, I'm tired as fuck. Go, go ask. I'm gonna twain tomorrow. Mess with my pigeons. Go ask. Go do ask. my typical shit. 
Let me get some sleep up on this bitch. Hope this flat ain't long. Uh, excuse me, sir. Are you Mike Tyson? Yeah, you want an autograph or something? Oh, I, I want I was hoping to meet you. Uh, I, I can't yeah, believe it. Yeah, Mike Tyson. Well, Can't uh, you tell I'm Mike Tyson? I, I actually wanted to talk to you about something really important. Sit um, down, man. Well, Mr. Tyson, if you just have a minute of your You're time... You're going to tell him to sit down? Could you sit down and leave Mr. Tyson alone? Yeah, 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 sure, sure. I'll, I'll leave now it's time to get a little bit of rest and relaxation. But if I could talk to you about your car's extended warranty for a, what? just one moment, just a moment of your time about your car's oh, extended warranty. Oh, I did it, warranty. motherfucker. Oh, you no. made the worst mistake of your life. Oh, fuck shit. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> theater company in town called Insurgo. Remember when John Bean played Othello? Absolutely. I didn't get to see it, but I have seen posters and I remember Jesus it. titty fucking Christ. Oh <laughs> my god. Oh my god. And I remember the uh, like the article of him like arguing of oh why Oh my god. about him, you know, the who said that he has to be black? You what know? a piece of shit. I mean, he's a piece of shit for a whole lot other bunch of reasons. Uh, and I'm not going to put you on this. Uh, it's all on me. He uh, was a piece of fucking shit. Well, I mean, I did... <laughs> but, I mean, I still was not a stranger as far as, like, experiencing of being, you know, oh, right? You know, oh. we did a production. Uh, of, you know, Shakespeare production. And, uh, of course, he doesn't have to pay rights on that. Of course not. And then, um, yeah, and of course, uh, me among many, you know, being out of, you know, being, you know, being a pay. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, what, what, what's going on? Yeah. And of course, the, the later debacle that took everything and left. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy times. It was a little, it was a little nutty. Well, I, my experience with John Bean was in the, uh, at the Beckett Festival. Right, yep. I, I see it right there yep. on the poster. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, there it is. Yep. The fifth annual Samuel Beckett Festival. I mean, there was like so much blood, sweat, and tears that went into that particular year because it was like the first time we had venues, plural, that yeah. large. Yeah. And it was like we were growing. Mm -hmm. We had, um, you know, some money coming in from Cirque. Yeah. They were throwing yeah. money at us. Incredible. We had some money coming in from other corporations and stuff. And I'm like, finally, yeah. this is coming together. Yeah. And then he... Single-handedly. <laughs> <laughs> what a piece of shit! What a fucking piece of shit! Where the fuck we gonna get off this beach? You said we're gonna meet somebody, get some. There's somebody over there. He's throwing speedo. We secretly replaced the fine coffee they normally serve with Folgers Crystal. My girls, the cocaine. I have some if you want. I bet you do. Bet your pussy smell like regret in Plan B. No, I, I want to get all the sound done. We'll eat and then you'll call that guy in the middle. The thing, it was funny because that, that, that lady that I saw at the Ingenuity Fest her parents, that's why the, the relationship shouldn't even have been a thing. But because her parents were so racist, it was almost like we had to prove them wrong. Like oh we, we, we had very little in common, yeah. right? You know, she was, you know, really into religion. I'm smart. You know, <laughs> it was just like night and day, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so we didn't have much in common yeah. except for music. Oh. That was her thing. Music and so it brings us all music and humor. That was the thing, you yeah. know? And so, but... 
other than that, it's like, you know, we're, we're from different sides of the tracks or yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah. And, it's a pretty big story. Yeah, it, it is. Right? It was. Yeah. It was. But because her parents were so racist, it's almost like we had to prove our relationship had to outlive their hate. Mm. You know, it was like one of those things. It's like, oh, well, now I've got to stay with her. Oh, Originally, yeah. I was just like, well... You know, thanks for the love and the laughs, but, you know, <laughs> this isn't really this working isn't. out, and I'm in college, and there's a bunch of ladies around me. Oh, here's the way that Howdy, folks. Dick Ripper here from Dick Ripper Valley Chevrolet Hondo Hondo Miracle Mile Hotspot. More and more people are at Central Eye Physician, the most advanced form of laser vision available. Yeah, exactly. What happens What happens to the posters? So, uh, for those in the listening audience who didn't know this, the computer shut down. Again, you're going to hear a fan in the background, and that fan is making sure that the gateway HM, the, the gateway schmickle-schmackle, I don't know what model this is, but it's running <laughs> Windows 7, if that gives you an idea. The TX-100. Yeah, 100. yeah this, it, it is a Commodore 64. I'm a non-attorney spokesperson for Schmickle-Schmackle Law, LLC. Have you or a loved one sustained an injury while working from home for a major corporation? You may be entitled to a large class action suit. I was taking a whiz when a customer called me, and I had to bend my dick in half so they wouldn't hear the sound of me pee-peeing. And now my wiener doesn't work. I gave up standing up because my office chair's in my kitchen, so the muscles in my legs have atrophied, so now I just roll everywhere. I got paper cuts on my balls. Call Schmickle Schmackle Law LLC at 725-222-9661. That's 725-222-9661. If you have broken legs, itchy skin, unsightly eczema, dirty dishes, broken penis, broken butthole, or mesothelioma, you may be entitled to compensation. Call Schmickle Schmackle Law LLC at 725-222-9661. That's 725-222-9661. That was a great show. When you come back, Red Rider. Yes. Was, uh, and that, that, was, uh, that was after a real big fumble because uh, CSN had approached me mm-hmm. ages ago. And by CSN, I mean Joe. Yeah. Joe Hammond said, hey, I want to throw you a bone. Um, you know, would you be interested in directing over at CSN? And I said, oh, yeah, sure, sure. It sounds great. Yeah. Is there money involved? <laughs> I wanted to do, that's what I wanted to do. But it was a short play. It was only a one act. And I right. figured, oh, I'll, you know, kind of put something else next to it. So in order for, and they wanted three selections, and they would pick one of those three selections. Right. So I was like, all right, well, I definitely want this one, this Amy Sedaris thing. And then I put in two that would I thought would be impossible. Right. I was like, there's no way they're going to... One was Anna in the Tropics. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way in fucking hell they're going to do this Pulitzer Prize winning play that requires like 50,000 people. Right. All of them Cuban. There's no, <laughs> there's no way in hell they're going to do this. And I can't remember the other one. The other one was like, I want uh, oh, uh, the Black Rider. Oh, Which wow. they would have to pull all kinds of shenanigans just to get the fucking right. So right. There's no way in hell... I'm going to get to do Book of Amy. This is going to be great. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you're going to be doing Anna in the Tropics. <laughs> <laughs> what a miracle that would be.
It was a lot yes, of insight. In every way. Gained a lot of insight. Gained so a lot. after that, like whenever I toured and that those tours after that, because then you dropped out of the scene. You dropped mm-hmm. out of the theater. I was it was like a dagger. I felt so bad oh, no. because no, because I wanted to see, you know, mm. usually when, uh, you know, someone's like, hey, you know, I, I can't do X, Y and Z. And then I see them doing something on Netflix or something. I'm like, ah, OK, go go you or they're on the stage. I'm like, oh, that's a great that's a wonderful opportunity. Absolutely. But then you weren't doing anything. And I was like. Alex, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like you're so talented. What the hell is happening? Here? Well, you know, that's really it. Really blew my mind too when a lot of people said that. Yeah. And they and they went up to me, and every time I would catch up with people, and they would always ask, "It's like you're not doing anything." Yeah. Why aren't you not? Well, how come you're not doing anything? You should really get back into it. And it just took me back so much. I was just like, because you know, I think it's one of the biggest. You know, of course, it's the common. Of trait, really, unfortunately, where a lot of actors really, you know, their insecurity takes the best of them, yeah. right? And then they, you know, think like, was I ever really that good? Anyway, no, you know? that's a, that, I, all right. So, I, with you though, I mean, you can't, you can't see Alex. You should check out, check out. Uh, if, if, do you have a website? I have. Uh, well, I have a YouTube channel. Which all right. I'll, I will. I will. I'll put links links up on our website or whatever. You guys see this guy, very attractive guy. That, you know, really, you could do an OnlyFans and make money. Like, I, there's no, there's zero reason you shouldn't constantly be in the business, which was the heartbreaker, and that's probably why everyone was coming up to you and asking, mm. like, what the, where, what are you doing? Right. Because honestly, you know, if it was commercial work or just being like an underwear model for G Crew or like, you know, <laughs> being, being third guy to the left in a hemorrhoid ad, yeah. you could constantly get work. Yeah. Like, and and then, uh, and that's probably the thing that's. Uh, that was heart wrenching for me is because you know guys like me. I don't know if you've seen my mug, but I'm mean, absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. Whatever. Absolutely Whatever. gorgeous. No, Whatever. I, I mean, my face would peel paint. You see what I'm saying? So <laughs> <laughs> just because of the the power of it all, it just makes you go like, oh, you know, I'm like, I'm like, change all colors. No, I'm like, I'm like third third bad guy to the left, right? So, <laughs> uh, so that that's the thing. And I'm I'm so glad to see you back in the scene. And I uh, had an opportunity after the proletariat. By the way, Alex was in the proletariat recently. Yes. And Fan- that was a great show. Fantastic job. Thanks to you, because oh, that show wouldn't have happened otherwise. Oh. Honestly, oh, like, no. you and I were the ones that were like, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. We have to make we this have happen. To do this. And yeah. I knew when you told me, hey, we can only rehearse three days a week because I'm doing this other show. He was also in uh, a Diary of Anne Frank. Yep, in Scottsdale, Arizona. In Scottsdale, Arizona. So he was driving from Scottsdale, Arizona back to Las Vegas to rehearse. So we cut the rehearsals down to three days a week just so that he wouldn't die on the road. Um, <laughs> I was willing to. It was a little, it was a little, re- yes, but that's what I'm saying. Like mm. that kind of dedication you can't find, especially in Las Vegas. Mm. It's like the moment that someone doesn't get like their, their, their tea on time. They're like, oh, that did it. This is the most unprofessional. I'm about to Fuck this noise. I'm going to go back to playing Yahtzee. Speaking of surprises, what are you working on right now? Oh, big! And yeah, that is a surprise. Have a job. Gosh, you like that segue? I do. That was that. That was a, a gentleman. Is called a segue. <laughs> not the not the Paul Blart one. No, but a nice <laughs> yeah transition. But uh, I, it is a miracle in of itself, personally, just because right now I am working on the classic Shakespeare play 
that everyone loves. Everyone loves, oh. right? A Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, yeah. It's a good yep. one. It is good. Over at the UNLV, the Unival, at uh, Nevada Conservatory Theater. Wow. Yep. Opening wow. next time. Friday, the 29th. Nice. Yes. Yeah, I'm playing Nick Bottom the Weaver. Well, as that sound would indicate, it's time to say goodbye. I would like to thank our guest, Alex Olson. He's not just a guest, he's actually a really, really good friend. And uh, it was a pleasure working with him all those years. Not that I'm not going to work with him in the future, obviously. I would work with him any time that I get an opportunity. It was fantastic. Uh, on the set of The Proletariat, we had a grand old time. It was nice walking down memory lane, hand in hand, thinking about all those wonderful uh, <laughs> wonderful times with Test Market. Catch him in the upcoming production. Well, it's not upcoming anymore. It actually opened last weekend. Sorry I was a little late getting this podcast out. But uh, I have things to do. I mean, it's been crazy busy just trying to keep up being, uh, you know, being a dad, being a boyfriend, trying to be ever-present. I would like to uh, wish a cannot wait to see you to all of my techno family. I will see you in Detroit for the Movement Festival formerly known as the Detroit Electronic Music Festival. Uh, That is on the 28th of this month, rolling through to the 31st. Oh, man, I really hope I'm able to walk when it's all said and done, because I've got so much to do later on. If you haven't had a chance yet, uh, go out and see On Golden Pond. It's uh, going on right now at the Vegas Theater Company. This is the last weekend for it. Closes closes on the 9th of May, I believe. So you got the 7th, 8th, and 9th to catch it. And then, of course, Glengarry Glen Ross going on over at the Playhouse. Uh, good, good friends, the Playhouse. They're, by the way, Tinfoil Haberdashery is going to be at the Playhouse in November. I'll have details about that on the website. And, of course, the... Show Everybody Loves Dick. It's going to be at the Vegas Theater Company coming up here. So keep your eyes peeled, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for your time. Have a good night.